Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast, A Coach for the Coach. I'm your coach, Helen Williams, and we are building a community of sports coaches who want to be proactive about their coaching career, as well as building the next generation of student-athlete leaders. But our guest today uh, is Dr. Anthony Grant, who is the uh, athletic director at MIT. So, uh, so let me bring him in. Dr. Grant. Helen. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Great to see you. Oh, great to see you. It's, it's been too long. It's it really has. Long. It really has. Yeah, yep. we met back in, uh, what was it, 2011? It was. NCAA uh, Leadership Institute. And yep. uh, it has been very cool to see your progress. And uh, just remember those conversations we all had about where we'd like to be and what we'd like to do. And, and, and here you are, Athletic Director at MIT. I know. I, I appreciate that. It, it's funny how things come full circle because that leadership institute, you know, was in was in Boston. And, you know, we saw a lot of different institutions and we visited MIT and, you know, the then uh, AD and department head, Julie Serrero and Barb Bolick, uh, they they gave us the presentation. And, you know, I hadn't I didn't think at that point in time that, you know, several years down the line that I would serve in that capacity. So. Um, you know, it's really been an honor to serve in that role. And, you know, Helen, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see you got the gear. You got, you got the <laughs> Well, you know, I, I spent a year at MIT, uh, Julie Serrero. I have to give her a shout out, the former sure. athletic director. Um, she actually created a position for me there at MIT when I was out of coaching and trying to, you know, figure out what I wanted to do. She helped me navigate those first steps. And so I'll always be I'm grateful, grateful to her for that. And I, I tell my clients all the time, just because something doesn't exist doesn't mean it can't be created. Very true. And, um, you know, it's all about developing relationships and, and genuine give and take. And um, so I'm forever grateful to, to Julie, um, you know, for giving me that opportunity because MIT is a, an incredible place, incredible yes. place. I, I want to talk to you. One of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is because I really love the Division Three level. And um, I, I want to make sure that we give it some love. You know, people don't talk about Division III, um, I don't think enough, and it's a great opportunity. And then also, you know, maybe dispel some myths about uh, a, a Division III. And so I want to start first by having you explain to our viewers kind of what the philosophy of Division III is, Division III athletics. Sure. I would say, you know, a, a lot of people, when they think Division III, the first thing they think about is the fact that, you know, we don't give athletic scholarships. Right. Like that's that's the first thing. It's like, OK, Division one, you got the you know big time kind of BCS business model to a certain extent. Division two, you know, life in the balance. And then Division three, you guys just don't give scholarships like it, it's a lot more than that. And when you talk about, you know, um, the commitment to student student development and notice, let's say, you know, student athlete, student athlete plays a very important role, but it's just one part of that student's identity. And so we talk a lot about, you know, investing in the holistic nature of the student. So, as I mentioned, participation in varsity athletics, intercollegiate athletics is one very important part. But then, you know, there's a clear priority of, of academics and making sure the students are able to be put in positions to be able to excel in their academic pursuits. But then the other thing that's just even more just as important is that holistic nature of the division and, and how it, there's an emphasis to allow the student to engage 
in so many other aspects on campus. So I talked about the athletics, talked about the academics, but there's also, you know, being a part of uh, uh, fraternities and sororities, um, internships, serving on uh, student government, you know, being able to really have a well-rounded student experience. And I think at the end of the day, you know, when you look at uh, Division Three, a Division Three student student athlete never leaves their experience, or at least for the most part, they shouldn't leave their experience participating in their uh, respective sport saying, I wish I could have done that internship as well. I wish I could have participated in that co-op. I don't think you're going to find too many that say they, they're not able to have those experiences. So, you know, I, I will say this, you know, for, for the viewers, this is my first, you know, uh, experience in Division Three. I, uh, I started my at my institution in February, um, but I've had experience in Division One and Division Two, and now Division Three, and and I, I think it's it's absolutely outstanding. I mean, it is you know kind of the purest form of intercollegiate athletics, you know, and and the students are really doing it for the love of the game. Like I said, there's no scholarships; they're treated as normal students, so there's no preferential scheduling for for classes you know you you have that load just like everyone else but yet uh, you know they still put the work in in their respective sport and you know we're competitive and you know we want to win just like anyone else I, I think what I love about vision three is that it is about integrating the athletic experience it's not you know uh, in place of it's in addition to it's it's simply kind of like another class. Uh, it just happens to be on the quarter of the field for the students. Correct. I look at it as a, as a yes and, right? And so it's not an either or. Um, you know, particularly at, at MIT, you know, because, you know, the curriculum is, is so rigorous, um, you know, the students actually look at their participation in their sport as a release valve and an outlet. And they need that. Like MIT... You know, literally, its mission is to develop students that will change the world. And these are the students that we work with day in and day out. So we take great pride in allowing them the appropriate balance they need for their mental health so they can get all that out on the field, compete, be physical, all that, and then get right back into studying, you know, with their classmates and, and, and problem setting and, and things of that, that nature and getting ready to get back out there um, and compete in the classroom. And, um, you know, that, that's really been uh, tremendous for me to, uh, to witness in my, in my short time so far at MIT. So you were at D1, you were at D2. What, what made you feel like Division Three would be a fit for you? I think always I've had a, a very holistic and balanced, <clears throat> excuse me, philosophy in terms of where athletics should fit under the, the model of higher education. Um, and, and so that's always been with me. When I entered in, excuse me, into the profession, I entered in as an academic coordinator at the University of Iowa. And so I always had that student development mindset. It carried with me when I was, you know, at uh, Metro, Metropolitan State University of Denver, Anybody's watching, I know we got to move away from the metro state, so I got to say the whole thing. Um, but then moving uh, 
to Division Three. To be honest, I didn't really look at divisional affiliation. You know, when I had the opportunity to um, pursue this um, experience at MIT, you know, I had to jump at it. I'm like, it's MIT. Like, it, it doesn't matter what division it's in. It's MIT. And, and it just so happens that the philosophy of Division Three is in very close alignment with my philosophy in general. And so, you know, as I said, you know, it's not necessarily the divisional affiliation, but it's, you know, what my philosophy is. How are we able to support the student athletes and give them a well-rounded experience and position them to be leaders in the future? And, you know, coming to MIT and, and now being in Division Three and learning that model um, actually just is in alignment with what my philosophy has always been. I always like to ask athletic directors in general, you know, what you what you look for in a head coach. But so if you could answer that, but then also specifically, does any of that change when you're looking at the, uh, a head coach for a division three level? Sure. I would say I look at our, uh, our coaches, I actually look at all of us in intercollegiate athletics, you know, as, as educators and coaches are that front line, you know, with, with the student athletes. And so any coach that I hire has to understand that and understand the responsibility that comes with being an educator. You're teaching them life skills day in and day out. It's not just the educational programs that you do once a month or whatever, but, you know, day in and day out. How do you deal with adversity? You know, when when you lose a game or you're you're struggling in a, in a drill, you know, how do you how do you get back out there and be positive and keep working at it? On the flip side, how do you win? You know, do you win with honor or are you gloating? You know, all those things like the students are watching you. And so you as any again, any coach that works for me has to understand that. So that's first and, and foremost. Then, you know, you have to. Uh, I think you, you need to obviously need to come from a winning program. We, we talked about you want to we want to win. Right. So you, you have to have that experience. Um, you know, that's that's also important. But then also, you know, especially when you're looking at coaching at, at Division Three, you have to understand the holistic nature of the environment that you're going to that you're going to work in. Got to understand that these student athletes, you know, are going to give you their all, you know, when they're practicing and competing. But you also got to understand that, you know, their academic responsibilities are extremely important. So I mentioned before, they're going to be involved in student government and other things. They're going to have internships. So as a coach, you need to be able to foster that. Again, it's a yes and it's not an either or. And then the other component is that, you know, at Division Three, you know, there's limitations in the number of hours. You know, there's, it's at 20 hours, but there's limitations in terms of, you know, your, your seasons of uh, competition and, and practice where you can engage interact with the student athlete. So you're going to have to be efficient with the time that you have with them in order to be able to get the most out of them and then trust they're doing the things on their own that'll prepare them, you know, for for competition. I think that's extremely important because what I see at Division One and even to a lesser extent at Division Two, there's a lot more touch points with the student athlete. There's a lot more programming. You have these supports in place and this and the other. Division three, you don't have that. And so you don't have the luxury of, of all these interactions. You have to 
to uh, be efficient and make the most out of the, the time that you have. And then the last thing I would say, and this isn't for just coaches, this is, um, you know, for anyone who I hire, got to be a good person. You know, you got to have integrity, got to have work ethic. You know, I, I have to be able um, to want to interact with you on a regular basis. I don't want someone that, you know, when they come in my office, I'm like, oh, man, here they come. Right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you have that, too. But I would just say, you know, to, to wrap up that that uh, answer. So you have to understand their role as an educator. They have to get it. They have to understand the holistic nature of the environment in which they operate. They need to be role models for their student athletes. But then obviously you have to, you know, be able to demonstrate that you can win and coach and get it done um, because, you know, this isn't just a haphazard type of deal. Like there's still a commitment, you know, to doing this right and putting, you know, our students in a position, you know, to be successful and, and win championships. And then, as I you know mentioned, got to be a good person. You got to have integrity. I have to be able to trust you and I got to be able to you know, interact with you, you know, in, in a positive way. I think one of the things that I noticed when I was there was, you know, the lifestyle of a Division three head coach. Um, yes. If I had to do it over again, I probably would have been a Division three head coach mm-hmm. because of the things that you, you said. And, and it allows them to have time to work on being a good person, to work on being a good role model. Um, out of leadership, management, communication, those are three things that I always tell my clients that they need to be proficient at. Which of those three, based on what you said, would you think would be the most important? They're all important, obviously, but but which is which is key to you to being successful at MIT? So leadership, management, and communication. Yep. Leadership. You can't you can't be an effective leader if you can't manage effectively. You can't communicate effectively. So, you know, when you come into this, understanding that, that you have a leadership role, then all those things are already packed into that, in my opinion. And so I would uh, I, w- I would definitely right off the bat leadership. Now, um, I wanted to spell the myth that Division three is not competitive um, <laughs> because, first of all, that, you know, the, the X's and O's are the same. So the sub- subject matter expertise, you know, has to be there. But um it's a very competitive level. So could you speak to that? I'll put it to you this way. Um, you know, MIT has been very fortunate to be successful um, within the conference, you know, winning the, the you know, the President's Cup, you know, year in and year out, you know, over the last several years. And then I believe it was a year or so ago, you know, that uh, MIT was, was second in the Learfield. And, and we take pride in that, you know, there, it, <laughs> winning is fun. Right. Like it doesn't matter what division you're in. But I would I would say in terms of recruiting, MIT doesn't have, you know, any type of special slots or anything like that. You get into MIT because you are an outstanding student. And then when the athletics, you know, is is a is a significant complement to that. A lot of the students that we recruit are also being looked at by D1 Ivies. So, you know, this there there's that competitive nature that's there. And we want high caliber students. We want high caliber athletes. I would also say another thing, you know, I talked about the identity of Division three and I talked about these students that compete for the love of the game. There is that intrinsic motivation that 
they have. It's not for a scholarship. It's not for the prospect of, of going pro. It's for getting out there with their teammates and competing day in and day out. And I look at, you know, our students at MIT, you know, we have like legit rocket scientists <laughs> that <laughs> it's are, not a phrase. It is for it's real. Not a phrase. <laughs> it's not a phrase. You know, there was, you know, a uh, an alum that was a part of the most recent kind of satellite launch um, a couple um, couple weeks ago. That alum is not the first to be a part of that. Like we have several. So, you know, the, the fact that we have students that are so committed and they are high achievers, they put more pressure on themselves than we do. And they translate that same that same um, tenacity to athletics. They want to succeed in everything that they do. And so there's times where we have to tell our student athletes, like, relax, take a breath. You know, if you need some time, take some time. But they are so committed, and it is because this is what they love to do. There's no, there's no other extre- you know, external motivation. So, you know, the misnomer, you know, that Division three, you know, is, is just student athletes that couldn't go to Division one and two. I, I don't think that's the case. That's, that's not the case. You know, so it's a different focus. Um, you know, our students are not going to go pro for the most part, you know, in, in football, or basketball. We have we'll have some that may go to the Olympics in our Olympic sports. But the motivation is not to go pro. The motivation is to compete have this experience and allow it to grow and shape them as people. And, you know, we see that in, in how they, uh, they practice and compete, you know, each and every day. The last thing I'll say, and I know you haven't gotten to this yet, but, you know, we're dealing with COVID and, you know, we had to cancel sports seasons and things of that nature. And, you yeah, know, that's wow. fine. It's a great segue. I was headed there. So we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it, it hurts me to, to have to get in front of students, you know, in person back in March and then virtually, you know, from this point on and tell them that their their seasons are, are canceled. You know, they they're you know, I deal with analytical students like they understand. They understand the pandemic. They see the trends. But there's still an emotional tie to being an athlete. And that is a part of their identity as well. And they, they're not able to, to participate in that. They're not able to, to realize that part of their identity and that, that crushes that. And so, you know, if they didn't care, they weren't wanting to compete, then it wouldn't affect them the way it does. No, I think that's a great point. And, and we'll circle back to that in a second. But, but I want to talk about, you know, the mental health piece. Um, you, you already you already spoke to the fact that sometimes you have to tell them to relax. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I remember that distinctly. <laughs> but um, so so, how are you helping your students? You know, with the mental health piece, yeah. when they actually they they can't be there. You're, you're doing things virtually, and and everyone, not just uh, your students, we're all used to certain things happening this time of year in terms of sports, and so it affects us all in a really weird way. It throws off our schedule, you know, mentally, physically, 
how are you helping your students in terms of dealing with their mental health when, when they, they can't physically be there with you? I think first it's uh, when we try to communicate with our student athletes as frequently as possible. You know, part of this uh, in, negative impact on their mental health, you know, is we were, you know, leaving campus in March and then we're trying to figure out are we going to uh, have fall sports throughout the summer and then that was canceled. And you're thinking about, you know, what about winter and that's canceled and you think about spring. And, you know, for those of us that are on involved in these conversations on campus, like you see the progression pretty much regularly. For these student athletes, they're, they're pretty much disconnected. So what we try to do is communicate with them periodically throughout the step of the way to say, hey, this is what is coming down the pike here, how decisions are being made. We engage with the, uh, the student leadership and get their input on what's going on and what resources we can provide them for support while they're off campus. Our uh, coaches and staff are in communication with, you know, their teams pretty much once a week. And that's been the case all the way from March until now. You know, the MIT uh, put together um, this outreach program um, for all students and in order to check on them and provide resources and things of that nature. And our coaches jump right in to that. You know, they, they were definitely a role models for that. So communication is important. Uh, having uh, frequent touch points is extremely important. Um, but then also, you know, we, we tried a program. We ramped up our programming module. We have a uh, student athlete leadership program um, that when, as we, when we realized that there weren't going to be uh, athletics in the fall and, and winter and, and whatnot, back in the summer, we really ratcheted up our programming geared to mental health. So it's mindfulness, it's nutrition. Um, we did everything we possibly could to allow our coaches to provide some type of virtual workout that was, you know, in line with NCA rules and, you know, made sure our, our students were safe, so there were no liability issues. But we heard directly from the students. They said they wanted to have some type of program, some type of, of physical activity that they could do from home just so they can they, they can have that release valve. If you want more nuggets, head over to my Facebook group, A Coach for the Coach, where we share helpful tips to take your coaching career to the next level. See you next week. Same time, same place.